This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com. Welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Inka Vat. Schools in many parts of Taiwan are going back to distance learning due to a surge of COVID cases. More than 90,000 new cases were recorded on Thursday, and officials say the wave won't peak for another week. John Van Trieste has this report. Online classes are back for many Taiwanese students. In the north of the island, where the biggest COVID infection numbers are being recorded, Taipei is recommending schools avoid in-person classes next week. But third-year junior high and high school students, those getting ready to move on to the next level of schooling, will stay home from next Monday until the day before they graduate. Neighboring New Taipei City is taking a similarly flexible approach. And in the south, where cases are rising, the port city of Gaoxiong is moving all classes online for part of next week. Authorities in Kaohsiung are also considering taking things a step further, which could mean keeping elementary and junior high classes online until the summer break in July. James Rayner and John Van Trieste for Taiwan Plus. Lawmakers from 33 countries are calling for Taiwan's return to the World Health Assembly, the decision-making body for the World Health Organization. Over 1,500 lawmakers signed a letter to the head of the WHO calling for Taiwan to be reinstated as an observer at the World Health Assembly's annual meetings. The list includes members of the European Parliament, as well as legislative bodies in 32 European countries and Canada. The United States and the group of seven leading industrialized nations, the G7, have also voiced their support for Taiwan's return to the World Health Assembly. This year's summit is scheduled to run from May 22nd to 28th. Taiwan has not been invited to observe the Assembly's annual meeting since 2017 due to objections from China. Poland's deputy economics minister, Jegorz Pichowiak, is in Taiwan with a group of business leaders. He's welcoming Taiwanese companies to invest in his country. The call came at a trade forum earlier this week in Taipei. In particular, they are seeking Taiwanese investment in semiconductors, electronics and other advanced technologies. The official says that despite the war in neighboring Ukraine, Poland continues to offer a secure business environment for investors. For more on the Polish delegation's visit, Taiwan Plus reporter Louise Watt spoke to Marcin Jezeski, an analyst for the Taipei Office of the European Values Center for Security Policy, a Czech think tank. She started by asking him about the significance of the visit. I believe that the timing of this visit is quite important. In the past few weeks, we have seen a, a growing convergence of interests, uh, both in terms of um, uh, normative alignment, but also pragmatic action between 
Taiwan and Poland. Uh, Taiwan has collaborated quite closely with uh, various Polish authorities to facilitate the delivery of humanitarian aid for Ukrainian refugees affected by the Russian invasion. And the bulk of this aid uh, went to Poland and directly benefited um, uh, Polish stakeholders who are uh, who are working on relief efforts. So this delegation adds another dimension to Taiwan-Poland cooperation, the strengthening of the economic pillar of bilateral ties between the two countries. Taiwan's legislature is considering tougher penalties for people who engage in economic espionage. They are mulling amendments to the National Security Act and an act that governs exchanges with China. In particular, they target people who work with foreign entities to steal core technologies from Taiwan. The changes would increase fines to 3.3 million U.S. dollars and bump up prison terms to 12 years. Opposition lawmakers raised few objections to the amendments during consultations on Wednesday. But they did say there was a need to guard against not only Chinese-made military goods, but also counterfeits produced in China. The draft amendments will face a third reading in the legislature on Friday and are expected to be passed into law. Religious and political leaders in Taiwan are calling for more action against hate speech following a deadly shooting at a Taiwanese church group in the United States. Survivors of Sunday's attack in California joined an online prayer session on Wednesday night. The attacker is believed to have been politically motivated. And as Rick Laut reports, the incident is exposing long-standing divisions in Taiwan. Church leaders, activists and politicians in Taiwan bow their heads in a moment of silence to honour the victims of an apparent hate crime thousands of kilometres away in California. The violence has shaken Taiwanese communities at home and abroad. On Tuesday, a California court charged 68-year-old Taiwanese-American David Zhou with first-degree murder and nine other charges. State prosecutors are seeking the death penalty after he allegedly opened fire on members of Irvine Taiwanese Presbyterian Church, killing one and injuring five. Authorities say he expressed hatred of Taiwanese and Zhou has been linked to China-backed groups helping Beijing in its goal to take over Taiwan. In Taiwan's capital, religious and political leaders urged the government to face up to hate speech from groups which push China's claims. The Chinese Communist Party considers Taiwan as part of its own territory, despite never having ruled it. Taiwan's society is divided. Younger generations increasingly identify as Taiwanese rather than as Chinese. I mean, as complicated as it could be, it's actually a, a simple divide that's uh, about how people in Taiwan will imagine their relationship with Taiwan should be. Whether it should be that Taiwan should be part of China and at the same time, you would likely to hold a Chinese identity so that you think yourself as Chinese. So you want Taiwan to be part of China. On the other hand, uh, majority of people in Taiwan do believe they're Taiwanese. They're not part of China. 
Reports suggest Zhou's family has roots in the people who fled from China to Taiwan during the Chinese Civil War in the middle of the last century. These people are more likely to see Taiwan and China as one nation. Zhou reportedly sent a US-based Taiwanese newspaper a seven-volume journal titled Diary of an Independence-Destroying Angel, which is now in the hands of the police. The Orange County Sheriff's Department said Zhou fostered a grievance against the Taiwanese community and was upset about the political tensions between China and Taiwan. On Wednesday evening, the Taiwan Presbyterian Church in California held a joint online prayer service. And from a pastor who was at the church on Sunday, details of how the community subdued the killer. Alex Chen, Bing Wang and Rick Lowert for Taiwan Plus. One of Taiwan's biggest annual religious processions is set to kick off in the early hours of Friday morning. Despite an outbreak of COVID, more than 90,000 people have signed up to take part in this year's Bai Shaton Matsu pilgrimage, one of several massive processions in Taiwan that honor the sea goddess Matsu. As a precaution, all participants must be fully vaccinated with three jabs. Organizers are expecting 6,000 vehicles will join in the procession session this year, stretching 40 to 50 kilometers long. That's three times larger than last year. They will travel 200 kilometers from the northern county of Miaoli to Yining County in central Taiwan before returning several days later. Earlier this week, organizers installed the vanguard flag on the dragon pillar at the temple where the procession will begin. That's to ward off evil spirits and remind devotees to begin fasting in preparation. U.S. President Joe Biden is set to begin his first visit to Asia since taking office last year. Biden's trip to South Korea and Japan begins Friday. He will meet with U.S. and South Korean troops, but has no plan to go to the demilitarized zone that separates North and South Korea. U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan says there are concerns that North Korea will use a visit as an opportunity to conduct its first nuclear test since 2017. With respect to uh, the issue of North Korea, we've said from this podium, we've said at the State Department, uh, and we've indicated in, in quite clear terms uh, that our intelligence does reflect the genuine possibility that there will be either a uh, further missile test, including long-range missile test, or a nuclear test, or frankly both, in the days leading into, on, or after uh, the president's trip to the region. We are preparing for all contingencies, including the possibility uh, that such a provocation would occur while we are in Korea or in Japan. Thanks for watching Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. For more stories from Taiwan and around the world, please download the Taiwan Plus app. Stay safe and see you next time. Thanks for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit TaiwanPlus.com.